Hey everybody and welcome to the Rogue Rebels Podcast! I'm your host Sal and I'm here to talk comic books. Who out there uh, ready to see what's going on with Kira in the final installation of the Kira trilogy, Hidden Empire, and all the other main lines that are happening right now. Star Wars, Darth Vader, Dr. Aphra, and Bounty Hunters. And with me, a very special guest. You can probably guess who of your friends out there are reading Star Wars, Dr. Aphra, Bounty Hunter, Darth Vader. Did I say that? Nope. Hidden Empire. It's my comic book buddy and yours, King Tom Chansky. Hey, Sal. Hey, everyone. I'm very happy to be here. Thank you for having me. Glad to have you. We're having our, it's our comic book evening. Yes. As we yeah. sit here and sip fancy tea, talking about the literary masterworks of <laughs> Charles Sewell and co. We are literary people here. It's true. Yep. We're, we're, yeah, let's go with that. <laughs> hey, check us out real quick at theroguerebels.com. Go like our Facebook page. We're on Instagram, 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 TikTok, and Hive at the Rogue Rebels, And we're on Twitter while it burns at Rogue Rebels fam. Uh, you can check out Lizzie and her podcast over at Star Wars Geek Girl, anywhere you get other podcasts. And King Tom, where can people find you? Uh, I do Patreon shows for uh, Steel Wars, Blue Harvest, Bad Motivators, and every week you can hear me on The Sith List, and we have a Patreon too. And then I'm on uh, Twitter and Blue Sky at Tom Chansky, and I have that invite code for you, Sal. It's just whenever they open up the uh, invites for new accounts. I win, and I was like, okay, let's like do this, and it's like, disabled. Try again later. Mm. And then later, I tried again. Nope. No. So, but soon. Soon, King Tom. I appreciate you. Yeah. Soon. Trying to help. Trying to help. I will coast the blue skies with you, my friends, mm-hmm. over there. Nobody, everybody, nobody take the Rogue Rebels. Okay, that's for me. So don't you even, don't, don't do that. That would be rude. <laughs> don't turn this into another Twitter situation where I have to, like, change a, change a name. <laughs> Let me be. Uh, you deserve it. I do. I work hard, King Tom. You can see by these notes. <laughs> yeah. They're quite voluminous notes. I, I appreciate it as a guest. Yeah, it's, it's, it scares me a little bit, but let's keep going. <laughs> uh, let's see. News. What's up with you? How you been? What you working been on pretty, lately? Um, you know, just enjoying life. Uh, That's good. It's summer, so the kids are out of school, so we're trying to keep them busy and... Mm-hmm. Both my wife and I work from home, uh, so it's kind of like we have you know two full time jobs with the oh, yeah. kids on top of that. Uh, but no, it's it's good. They're really having a good summer. We good. survive. You know, schools here get out end of May, so we've we've made it through our first month. Right, right, right. Uh, Axel's actually hanging out with Raj a lot over there at the uh, after oh, school yeah. programs, mm-hmm. and so now he's like he's become. Uh, Axel did really well during the the uh, pandemic. Because he okay. was doing his, like, he did pretty well in doing his work online. Right. And then he was, like, he would work out in his room. And then he had time to play video games, like, because he got his schoolwork done all fast. Mm-hmm. So he almost, like, he did a little bit better than, like, when he goes to school almost. Oh, yeah. <laughs> or at yeah. least he had more times to do other things. So now he's getting in that mode again. So now he, like, mm-hmm. he goes to the program with Raj and them. And he, like, does all that. And then he's talking to his friends. And that lets out at, like, noon. So then he takes the bus because they give him a, the school gives them a bus pass and a gym pass. Oh, wow. So 
you know, around here he could take he takes the bus to get to and from goals usually. Mm-hmm. And then he takes the bus from there to go to the gym to work out with his friends, you know, and then he takes the bus mm-hmm. home to get all his chores done so we can come and make dinner or whatever. So he's like doing all kinds of stuff and he's like he's working on armor right now. He's going and working out. He is 100% a god of war. Uh, mm-hmm. Ragnarok, he's very proud of that. And now he is going back to do 100% on Lego Star Wars. Mm-hmm. And he's also like, oh, so like I 100% of this game. Like if you, you've never 100% of a game, have you? <laughs> and I'm like, wow. I got all of the endings in Chrono Trigger. I yep. have, you know, I have Knights of the Round in Final Fantasy VII. I have, mm-hmm. I have breeded golden chocobos. Excuse <laughs> me, sir. I have done quite a bit. Uh, and then he was like, what do you mean? And I was like, he was like, what's the last one? You like 100%. <laughs> and I was like, Ooh, I have to think about that. You know, like, and then I was like, no, wait, it's, it was Jedi fallen order. And he was like, Oh, you hundred percent of Jedi fallen order. And I was like, yeah, that is the last one. Cause I think the one before that was like 13 final fantasy 13 too. Then final mm-hmm. fantasy 13 and then kingdom hearts chain of memory or whatever. Like all of those, I can't hundred percent of the first ones. I, I was trying to hundred percent metal gear but it has been a minute. Mm-hmm. My son is working on uh, Tears of the Kingdom now. He Ooh. beat it a few days ago, but he's like at 40 something percent. Got it. Got it. Yeah. Oh, that game looks so dope. So it is, he loves it. He loves it. I still haven't. Well, we finally opened it. Axel opened it and he's like started it and he's messing around, but he hasn't like a, like, I don't know how far he is into the story or anything, but mm-hmm. he is having fun exploring and doing things. Mm-hmm. I haven't touched it because I'm still a hundred percent survivor. Right. I was trying to just get all the cosmetics and then I was going to new game plus the actual completion. Mm -hmm. But I'm finding that going to get all the cosmetics, it's like exploring the whole game anyway. Yeah. So like, it's like, oh, you have to go to this place to get like the beard or whatever. And on the way to get the beard, I find the lightsaber piece and the echoes that I missed. And I fight a bounty hunter, you know, like, so I'm like, (laughs) I'm just going to do everything and just 100% the game and then restart with my looks because I'm having so much fun coming up with looks. Yeah. You, uh, oh yeah, it, that's yeah. it's fun. All the all the cosmetics of this game yeah. are great to play around with. It's, yeah. Yeah. I have my. Uh, I think I'm currently running around as High Republic Calcestis. Okay. Uh, but if you've caught recent streams, you may have seen my Kanan season three look or my <laughs> Kanan season one look. Uh, and I also adjusted my lightsaber so the lightsaber has the green grips, <laughs> you know, for like, oh, yeah. the Kanan. <laughs> saber and then i changed bd1 to like chopper colors mm-hmm. you know and now it's high republic so now like bd1 is white and gold and so is my saber and so is my blaster mm-hmm. so you know good times I'm, um, yeah yeah uh there's a lot of out of all the comic news stuff happening the next big crossover thing is coming and it's dark droids mm-hmm. not a thing i would have predicted no me uh, neither and i think that's like gonna be late august september right yeah, yeah, it's mm-hmm. it's so we're getting a dark our dark droids miniseries. I don't know if it's four or five issues. Mm-hmm. It, then it's going to connect across all the uh, all the main lines running right now, which is Star Wars, Bounty Hunters, Darth Vader, and Afra. And there's also going to be a D Squad miniseries, mm-hmm. and that one includes Chopper. So, yeah. like, I was like, okay, kind of weird. Okay, like, interesting. But now a chopper being in dark droids is a game changer because that's a dark, dark droid. Yes. Um, He's got more kills than anyone else. Yeah. And I believe the like I read the little synopsis or something and it's like R2 assembles his like D squad to like 
you know, overcome the, it's like some sort of virus or AI or something, whatever, right. That's kind of happening. Mm -hmm. And it's like, it's R2. It's like some little, uh, like the little, uh, pit droids kind of looking guys. Mm -hmm. Then it's four Lom and IG 88 and the murder droids, triple zero and BT and chopper on the cover of this thing. And I know I don't trust comic covers, but come on, if this is not a team, like the only guy we're missing here, who I've not seen in a long time, but one of my favorite awesome droids, C-21 Highsinger. Hmm. Uh, yeah. From Boba Fett, from Boba Fett's crew in Clone Wars. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Oh, they, they haven't used him at all. Haven't seen recently. him since. Yeah. Uh, there are like connecting covers and you're seeing like all kinds of droids and like everybody, like they're like, look, it's a gonk and like they all have purple eyes and it's right. very like horror-y seeming mm-hmm. and then this is obviously trying to connect to this ajax sigma character mm-hmm. who i thought was going to be the guy but i think the little summaries are like you know droid messiah or something like fights against the thingy and so now i'm like i'm, I'm sorry what what dro- dro- droid what now <laughs> okay so i'm curious to see where this goes mm-hmm. um any droids you looking forward to maybe like who would you want in this crazy evil droid arc i mean they you know getting chopper is huge and it looked like um on one of the covers there's that droid from the force awakens who is kind of like a protocol droid but has the you know the things coming out the side of her head their droid's name but yeah from maz's palace and i think and and they also have um a Death Star droid. I really dig those Death Star droids. Um, so I'm just looking to see yeah. what they can throw at us. Yeah. I mean, there's so, like, you can see, like, everything. Like, it looks like there's battle droids. There's, like, uh, you know, the, the, the KX models, probe droids. There's, like, medical mm-hmm. droids, pit droids, gonk droids. So they have, like, everything covered. I mean, mm-hmm. if anything, I think R2 is missing his best friend R5. What do you think? Yeah, there there is an R five on oh, one yeah. of the covers, but well, I don't it, think, yeah. but it's not red, so it's not the R five. <laughs> yeah, um, they haven't given any indication because right now we're between Empire and Jedi, and I don't yeah. believe they've given any indication if they're nearing the end of this era, have they? They haven't really said anything, but it very much feels like we're getting close. Mm-hmm. They've like, already revealed the Death Star. Yes. Yes, mm-hmm. that, that in fact, that's coming up in some of the issues we're going to talk about. Okay, um, yeah. yeah, but yeah, it feels like we're getting close, you know, mm-hmm. especially when like, you know, you logically kind of think like, OK, there's about a year. And there's like already a lot that's going on. Right. Granted, it's like separate lines. So it's like it's not like Luke and Vader are everywhere doing everything. It's like this is happening over here. That's happening over there. Mm-hmm. Valance is having a lot of problems. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. Um, that's what i hear yeah good times so i guess let's get into it all right we're going to talk about a few of the like issues leading up to hidden empire and then hidden Mm -hmm. empire so we're just going to like spoil them we're going to get into a little bit of the plots uh in the star wars series like there are this is the series where there's those two crimson dawn operatives working Mm -hmm. on the death star that have a family and they like get the message from kira they try to escape the death star to get a message out 
to the rebels. Luke ends up coming to rescue them or like, you know, they end up escaping to Coruscant or whatever. Mm-hmm. And like they, they're basically offering the secrets in exchange for protection. Right. You know, mm-hmm. kind of cool. There's cool scenes where like Luke t- gets to go undercover as an Imperial officer. That was really cool to see. Yeah. yeah. With his cool little shiny yellow lightsaber. Um, and then quickly after that, Holdo, who's sort of like right now, like she's showing up a lot in the comics because she's acting as like a like the connection of the underworld. Mm-hmm. So right now she's kind of a go between between Crimson Dawn and the Rebel Alliance. Mm-hmm. And then she's also like trying to help them. Like now that the fleet's like mostly assembled, they're trying to find resources. So Holdo is like, oh, like there's this, you know, long lost Keserat supplied, you know, caravan that was lost. And I think I know where to find it. We have a path engine. So right away you're getting a cool little like High Republic connection. Mm-hmm. They end up going to look for it and they get stuck in no space <laughs> where other people have been stuck there for like 200 years. Yeah. Um, so while they're stuck there, like a kid steals Luke's lightsaber because they're sort of like, hey, like we live here. We can't get out. Just like make your peace with it, you know. Mm-hmm. And Lando is over here like, hey, Chewie here is like a dope engineer. So like he can get us out of here. And they're like, yeah, yeah, we've had dope engineers get stuck here before and we've never made it out. So I don't know. And the little kid's all excited because somewhere in their like history books is like prophesied that a Jedi would come and like save them and rescue them and they could go live with the galaxy, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so there's like an entire colony of these people that are just stuck there. Right. Um, and some yeah. of them don't even want to leave. Yeah. Yeah. Some of them have just like made it their home and just like, well, this is what it is, mm-hmm. you know, and they like kind of cooperate and like they have food, you know, it's like they're not like hurting, but they also can't. They're also stuck. So right, right. Lando's like, yeah, but we have a path engine. And so they agree to like help them. They're like, well, I mean, these ships might not even work, but you can try. So they like fix up a ship. They go back to retrieve their ship, which is trapped on the like. The wherever like the, the Nile used to have their dope parties. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Which is like Party's where edge. all those droids are. Those like mm-hmm. murder Nile droids. Um, Luke wants to go back to get his like Jedi book that he collected from. You know, the spirit of Elzar man or whatever. Mm -hmm. Uh, And they also go back to take the path engine. Chewie's able to put it together. They're able to escape with the people that want to escape. And then like, like the the deal is they get to get out. And then the people are going to take the ships and the engine back to the colony. That way, like whoever wants to go and come back can like do that at will. Mm -hmm. You know, Um, and it works. So they escape. Yay for all Holdo and Lando make out. Um, yep yeah there's definitely something between them yeah that's and that that i think that's a good combination there yeah yeah i do like i like those characters a lot and i actually like that they're utilizing holdo so much Mm -hmm. um now because then it adds like that dimension of all that history that she has with leia like obviously i loved like you know she makes her first appearance in leia princess of alderaan when they're teenagers or whatever but also seeing her pop up here like I, i do enjoy that yeah um Luke's saber gets busted and his hand gets busted, but he fixes his hand and he's like, well, I guess I get to learn how to fix a saber. Mm-hmm. And so he goes to Christophsis to try to find another crystal because his crystal's messed up. So he's got a Kylo saber right now. Yeah. <laughs> he's got a yellow Kylo saber. Um, and he also like feels this shockwave of force energy throughout the galaxy, which connects to Hidden Empire. And mm-hmm. he goes to Christophsis. He finds... A girl named Greta, 
who is a descendant of the Falanasi, who is like people, yeah. force cults that were, well, other force, what can I call them? King Tom? Force orders? Religions? Force followers? Yeah. Force yeah. adepts? Now, were those, was that the race in Legends that was the woman who pretended to be his mother? Yes. That's where we first got them in Legends. Right. And then in canon, like, they've popped up now on Jeddah with the Convocation of the Force and all that in the High Republic. Mm-hmm. But we still don't really, like, know too much. But, yeah. um, yeah. And so, and she's like, oh, like, you help, I'm going to help you because, like, you help me avenge all the people on Jeddah. And he's like, oh, I didn't, like, mean to kill all those people on this side. And she's like, yeah, but you did. Thanks. Mm-hmm. Um, she takes him to a doctor who studies kyber crystals. This dude gives him a red crystal and is like, hey, like you like Jedi were able to purify these things and cleanse these crystals. Like, see if you can do that. And he sort of like goes into a meditation and gets like connects to the crystal and sees all these Sith and almost gets stuck. And he like doesn't purify it. And then they give him like a clear crystal and he like connects to that one and has a conversation with Yoda where he's like, yo, where are you at, dude? Like, I tried to talk to you, and I reach out in the force, and you don't say nothing. And then Yoda's like, well, you know, you have to do your own things. You said you wanted to go do your own thing, and when you're ready, I'll be here, or whatever. And then Luke, like, tries to leave, but he can't leave, and it's almost like he gets stuck in the crystal. Mm-hmm. Then he finally gets out, and the crystal changes to green. So he has two crystals, and the guy fixes his saber enough to work, but it's, like, clear that he's probably going to go on to. Yeah, we have a green crystal now, King Tom. Yeah, that's I, I did not think it was a really cool story, uh, and that's not what I thought was going to happen. I thought they were going to have him eventually connect with the yellow crystal and somehow infuse that with blue to turn the yellow one green. Oh, um, that's interesting. Yeah. But they're good. You know, so right now Luke has a red one. He has a green one and he has the yellow one. So who knows yeah. what's going to happen? Yeah. Although we do now he had that necklace in The Last Jedi with the red crystal. Oh, yeah. Was that supposed to be like Darth Vader's crystal or was that just some random red crystal? They never said. I don't think they said it was Darth Vader's. I thought it was from a visual dictionary. I didn't didn't remember which one it was. Yeah. Like, I'm pretty sure they didn't say it was specifically Darth Vader's crystal. Okay. Right? Yeah. Did his crystal fall into the power core of the Death Star? Two? I don't think so. I when he thought... cuts his hand off, does his hand go in the hole? Oh, maybe, yeah. Like, in theory. I mean, who knows, you know, in a comic book, some guy can be like, a droid caught it, you know? <laughs> you never know. It, it landed yeah. on a, a, a yeah. one of the uh, Wedge's windshield. Yeah. As Tycho Seltru flew out of there with it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Insert Corrin Horn. <laughs> All right. Uh, so that's pretty much where we're at with the Star Wars series. And like I said, it feels like we're getting close. So he's got a green crystal. I was like you. I thought he was going to, like, connect to the yellow crystal and change it to green. Mm-hmm. But, you know, he's got three crystals. One's cracked. Yep. But um, it is cool to see him, like, running around and doing stuff. Like It is. He's like, but he's definitely, and he's also, like, at, like, when he goes and does all this, he's telling Leia, like, hey, I have to go. Like, I need to go do Jedi stuff. So, you know, uh, if you remember, do you remember the book Moving Target? Kind of, yeah. That um, one, I, I feel like it takes place, like, right before Return of the Jedi. From what I remember, yeah, you get that feeling. Yeah. And in that book, there's a couple of times where she mentions, like, well, he, like, kept going on and doing his own Jedi stuff. 
and I kept reading these comics and been like, no, he didn't. He's right there with you guys. But in these past, like, you know, we got past six or seven issues, he's kind of going off on his own thing. He's gone to Lothal. He's gone to, like, the temple to find a saber. He found the book. So he is kind of, like, disappearing from the rebellion back and forth. Right. You know what I mean? Right. So, like, we're starting to get Luke uh, veering to the Jedi course, mm-hmm. which I enjoy. I really like seeing that in the character. Yeah, I think. Yeah, those are some really good stories in the way they're telling, the way Sewell's doing it. It's, yeah, it's yeah. working. And it's connecting to like so much. I don't know. I like the connections that they're like, you know, he gets lost in no space. And then you're like, oh, Republic stuff. At least I am. Yeah. yeah. You know, I, I like the way they sort of like, I mean, I know some people think it's like kind of cheap, like, oh, now everybody's on High Republic. But I like the way, like, if you look at the stories chronologically, I like how things happen and it's intertwined in the history of these characters already mm-hmm. so I, I just like the way that they they i think they do a really good job of working that in yes yeah it's it's of course they they wouldn't have had high republic stuff earlier in our real world timeline but they're yeah. they're giving they're giving good reasons behind this stuff mm-hmm. you know like luke, luke was looking for a new lightsaber so he finds a high republic temple in the middle of space right um the republic ne- or the, the rebellion needs fuel so holdo finds out about a place where the nile may have had some you know um, what that reminded me of do you remember the what, katana fleet yes it reminded me yeah. of that a little bit how they were searching for this ancient fleet right you know yeah different different yeah different like final reason but same kind of vibe yeah yeah although there were there were no people left with the katana fleet yeah yeah but uh I, yeah and and then i think like if like the opposition to that is like you never get anything new stories because you can never find a way to intertwine your, or any new story is always going to be disconnected from anything you know because it's like you know because some you know some guy is like but luke never mentioned elzar man so like in the movies so like they should never have met like no let people like every time i talk to king tom i don't go hey king, king tom here's the four people i've met since the last time we've talked Right. You know I had I mean? this. I, these are the conversations I had last week in chronological order. <laughs> exactly, we, we, exactly. We don't do that in real life. Luke Skywalker is not going to do that, you know. King Dom, you are not updated on my entire life and connections. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I just really like that's how you move storytelling forward. And mm-hmm. thank you, comics, for doing that. Speaking of moving storytelling forward, Darth Vader. Mm-hmm. So out of all the series is running right now, this one is continually the most bananas to me and like i think that's good and bad you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like sometimes it's just crazy and you're like hold on he just rode like a giant space monster to exegol and it is bananas but it's also enjoyable Mm -hmm. and then and now you have things like we already saw sabe return now she's joining vader to bring down crimson dawn and order to the galaxy and the other handmaidens come looking for her and they like destroy this. Uh, what is it? It's the uh, it's a it's uh, son of Wat Tambor. Yeah, I think it's the grand kid. Your grandson. Yeah. yeah. Of Wat Tam- Jewel Tambor. Mm-hmm. And they like, you know, unite to bring down that person. And that's the one with uh, this is when he <laughs> reconnects with Kitster and Wald. Mm-hmm. Man. Kitster with a beard, bro. Yep. Still can't high five, though. Right, right. No high fives in this issue. No successful high fives. Yeah. 
I think I wrote. Hey, hey, Annie, here are all the people I've high fived in the last twenty years. <laughs> Random dance, <laughs> Wald's like little hip hip, hip flexing dance. Mm-hmm. I just like the idea of. I think I put in my review like Vader sees his homies and they all say hi to each other and talk about. No, just kidding. Vader never does that. No. <laughs> Vader sees his homies and goes, "Hmm, that's very interesting." Uh, mm-hmm. Vader eventually brings Sabe to Darth Sidious, who sees the potential of this like person and like they put her through tests she fights the like crimson the the not the crimson the imperial guards and lives and then he's like okay well look you can be an asset you know help bring down this jewel tambor Mm -hmm. meanwhile the handmaidens catch ochi and are asking him questions and they're like what happened how did she go like and ochi wants to get rid of sabe so he's like, yeah, go kill her. Because he thinks they're after a killer, but it's the rest of the handmaidens mm-hmm. to like go save her. So he brings them to the ship while Sabe is doing a mission, trying to fake to Vader to find the other one. And it's like a whole thing. Uh, and then Vader convinces them that like, well, she's down there and she's in danger. So in order to protect her, we must fight together. And the handmaidens are like, Oh, I don't like this, but let's help Sabe. <laughs> so now you have Vader with like all the handmaidens, which is kind of nonsense, but I do like like the reasoning. Yeah, it's it's logical, at least the way they set it up. But the, yeah, it's like like you said, it's it's bananas. Yeah, it's bananas to think about it, but it's also like really and like of course you have the handmaidens and all the handmaidens have their um. Like, it's such an uneasy alliance. And you can clearly see yeah. that they're not happy and they, like, want, like, they're only doing this for that and to get that thing and to do this. But it's also clear that, like, Sabe's falling a little further than the rest or whatever mm-hmm. you want to call it. Um, so, like, Sabe sets a kind of trap and she's like, okay, like, there are, you know, she's like, you can't bomb the thing. We have to, like, uh, uh, you know, the, they're holding all the captives of your people here at this, like, base. So we need to rescue them first, and then we can destroy the base. And Jewel Tambor is like, cool. And then he just bombs the base. Mm-hmm. And she's, like, there with the people, like, in another location. And she's like, see, he doesn't care about you. And they're like, down with Jewel. And so then they, like, his own people turn against them. And you're like, oh, that was pretty clever, Sabe. <laughs> and then the handmaidens confront her and they like all kind of escape and they're like getting her to escape. And then she like, she, she's, she stays. She like fall like they're like escaping on like jetpack feet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and she like turns hers off and makes them drop her. Then goes back with Vader. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he's starting to lose control of his powers because of this crazy shockwave. I think, I think, yeah, I think that's it is what's happening. Um, so it is bananas. I love seeing the handmaidens. I love like that. They also keep like, it's clear that this dude paid attention. Uh, Greg Pak, the author paid attention to like EK's books because yeah. they have the same things like, Oh, here she's the hacker and she's the sneaky one. And like Sabe's the good double and Dorme like passes for Sabe most of the time. Like they do a really good job of those keeping mm-hmm. the, like their along with their jobs and their like futures. Cause they kind of go back to their lives. Mm-hmm. after that um which is interesting because now they go and like sabe's whole thing is like no i'm gonna stay with vader because like they'll never let me go or whatever so like 
if I stay here, then I like I save them, like and only I have to be the one to suffer. Is kind of how it's feeling right now. Uh, yeah, and in in the, in the books, you know, she was the closest to Padme. Yeah, and it just it, it kind of makes sense, and like you said, it's it's a great link to those books, and. It's it's great seeing it explored this way and seeing more of that story. I think. Yeah, yeah. I, it's it it is weird because in the books, you know, they're all teenagers, late teens, mm-hmm. and here they're you know it's it's twenty years later, and unlike a lot of these other characters, we don't know what happens in that twenty years. Like you right, said, they they right. they go back to their real life lives, and I think you know reading it, there is a little bit of a, and this is I'm not I'm not saying this is anything the fault of the writers or creative team. This is all me as a reader, but there, there's just this disconnect. I'm like, Oh yeah, this is the same character. I, I, I reading it had to keep reminding myself of that. Right. Right. I actually reread those books quite a bit. Mm-hmm. So I actually really liked the hand, like especially queen's peril is like where you meet most of them, the original queen mm-hmm. handmaidens before Dorme and Corday and all those who show up in the later books. Um, but I like, like I'm so familiar with them now. Mm-hmm. That like I really like seeing, like I said, I like seeing how they worked in their like characterizations. I feel like they did a good job of like keeping their like the the characterizations of the characters feel true, even though they're in a lot different place in their lives. Yeah, you know. So I, I like and a lot of that, you know. And then the like the simpler things, like you know, if you look at this as a video game party, oh, like Irte's doing all the hacking. That makes sense because she's the you know, or whatever, mm-hmm. like that kind of stuff. All comes off well too. Um, all right, bounty hunters, raid on the Vermilion. Okay, bounty hunters is consistently like one of my favorite ongoing series right now. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, it's gonna be about this guy. Like when they announced it, and it like has Boba Fett and Valance. I was like, oh, cool. And then it's clear like Boba Fett's is only gonna be like a tertiary character, is mainly about Valance. And I was like, oh, okay, he's kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. The um, I enjoy Valance punching the crap out of everybody. <laughs> Yeah, that's another bounty hunter, mostly Dengar. Um, all of these issues, and then like all the side characters that we're meeting. So, n- right now, Valance is working for the Empire because Vader has threatened to blow up the base of the intel that they got from plugging into Valance's brain, and so he's like, "If you work for me, your people will be saved." Not knowing that they blew up that base like six months ago or whatever. Yeah. Um. So he's like working with Vader on stuff. Meanwhile, Tonga and them think he's like they lost him already. And they're trying to infiltrate the Vermilion to rescue Cadelia from Crimson Dawn. Mm-hmm. So they infiltrate the Vermilion with intel from Dengar. But Dengar is actually working with Crimson Dawn to try to trap them. They end up fighting the Knights of Rin, which is like the coolest thing. And Tonga's crew right now, it's like Tonga... Her wife, Losha, Zuckus, Forlom, uh, Bosk, and Tasu Leech. Mm-hmm. So, good to see him. Yeah, good to see him. Anytime, like Tasu and <laughs> and Bosk, like, now that they're fighting together, being like the two bloodthirsty people on the team is just lots of great moments there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you have them fighting the Knights of Ren, and Bosk is like, oh no, this is really bad. <laughs> <laughs> like scared and Tasu Leech is like, what are you talking about, dude? We'll take these fools. And they're keeping like, they're like, no, that buff guy is their leader. And Tasu Leech is like, he's not that buff. I'm way more cut, <laughs> which is hilarious. Uh, 
Um, it, I, I, yeah, I haven't read um, that much of Bounty Hunters. I'm a bit behind on Afra and mm-hmm. Bounty Hunters, but I think, you know, bringing in a, I did read a little bit of, of Tossie Leach. Bringing in him as a character here, I, I thought that was a great idea. He's hilarious, mm-hmm. and like his entire story is just he's this weird savage crazy pit fighter that just wants to kill everybody all the time yep like he's like a murder droid that's a person mm-hmm. like if if triple zero was a person almost <laughs> yeah. but he doesn't really like torture i guess he just likes fighting and killing mm-hmm. okay so he's fighting the knights of ren and he's they're they're losing and like they're keeping them busy while tonga is trying to get to you know get to Catelia and get her off so like they're almost the distraction or whatever meanwhile they've caught general vukora on the ship and uh tonga's wife losha is there with her and vukora kind of escapes and is trying to get off the ship and thinks she's gonna kill losha but losha frees her nexu pet and vukora is like no, I don't want to hurt this animal. I like animals. I hate people. <laughs> and she ends up killing the Nexu. And escaping. But she's like very sad. Like she's broken by the fact that she had to kill this animal. <laughs> you know, and of course, uh, Losha is very sad to lose her Nexu. And so am I. I'm like, oh man, that was really red. Uh, so uh, they get to Cadelia uh, decides to stay. She's like, I'm not going with you. Like, Akira is teaching me everything and like you guys suck like why would I even go with you you tried to protect me you can't even protect yourselves and so they basically go back empty handed the Nexu is dead and they fail their mission and she's very sad everybody's pretty sad except for Tasu Leech who swears he could have won if they would have let him continue fighting uh, <clears throat> they then take a job to protect a pike leader at this place called the Akreskian Disco which is like a a really cool club or gambling spot or whatever that orbits a black hole. So you have like the dopest view. Right. Um, And so they're supposed to protect the, this pike leader and they're like bodyguarding him and they're watching for stuff. And these other Narkonji start attacking and they're like winning, but that's where Tasu Leech is from. And they're like, Oh, it's Tasu Leech. Hey, why are you like working with them? Those are the guys like we broke out of our like slavery on Narkonji. You should be with us. Well, anyway, I guess we'll let you go. But whenever you decide to be with us, like, you know, we'll be waiting or whatever. And then Tasu Leech ends up killing the guy they're supposed to protect. And he's like, it's not a big deal. Nobody will even know this happened. Like, and of course, like there's cameras and security and they're like, get them. They like betrayed us. So now they're fighting the like guys, all the pikes that they were supposed to be protected by. And they don't get paid for the job. They run away. Um... Valance can't get drunk because he's mostly cybernetic and girls, Imperial girls are buying him drinks and he's very sad because he's working for Vader. Uh, the next thing, Bedlam on, Be- Bedlam on Bestine. They take a stealth, Tonga and her crew take a stealth mission to Bestine to steal an Imperial shipment for Crimson Dawn while Valance is given orders to protect an Imperial shipment heading for Bestine. So they finally come face to face and they're like, oh, we were trying to help you and all this stuff. And I think that's when uh, they tell him that that rebel base was destroyed. He finally finds out that Vader and them have been lying to him this entire time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He is super pissed and Vader comes down 
then he fights Vader. And they're like, this is who is not trying to fight Vader right now. Come on. Mm-hmm. but he's been upgraded. So like all his cybernetics is like super powerful. And so he's using hand cannons and he's like fighting Vader. He's not like winning, but he's right. destroying everything. And they're trying to get him to leave and run away. And he won't do it. Cause he's super mad and super pissed. Um, they blow up the Imperial va- base. Vader fights Valance. And then the girl that he was working with, Jala, the one who keeps like flirting with him, He's like, why didn't you tell me? You know, like we I thought we had something. And she's like, no, I only love the Empire. And she like shoots him and he like falls off. And then Vader's like, make sure he's dead. He's like his cybernetic brain has intel that we can't let, you know, get into the wrong hands. They rescue uh, Tonga and her people rescue him and take him. They escape with him. And so then they're like, oh, no, like he's gone. We need somebody to hunt him down. Inferno squad takes the mission. They follow them, they catch them, and they take out most of the members, which is, like, pretty cool, actually. They do a good job of having Inferno Squad, like, uh, you know, oh, God, what's her name? Uh, the, the main the main girl. Uh, uh, Commander uh, Verso. Versio. Yeah, Aiden. Aiden Versio is, like, fighting Tonga, and it's, like, kind of evenly matched, but she's like, ah, oh, you, like, little, you think you can fight me? And then, you know, Tonga's like, yeah, but you, don't, you guys don't know how to fight dirty. She's, like, throwing mm-hmm. stuff at her and stuff. And then, like, they end up knocking Tonga out, but it's, like, the other guys. It's, like, you know, Dell or somebody. He's like, it was taking you too long. Uh, Excuse me, I'm senior officer. It was taking you too long, commander. (laughs) That's more like it. So they go, they sneak aboard the ship, they try to get him. They basically beat all of the team, but they don't kill anybody. Because I guess Jayala has given them orders, like, to try not to kill them, like, if she can help it. And then they're fighting Valance on the ship, and he's, like, fighting all of them. Um, and he basic, they're trying to tell him what happened and they're like, well, we need this intel. And he's, he basically says like, they'll let, they'll, they'll let all of the people live if he surrenders the intel. Like, so they kind of plug in and delete the intel, but it's like deleting his memories. Right. Right. So it's like very depressing. And he's like, no, 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 fine. Like, and now he's sad. Valance is now depressed. Valance. Who's, slowly going to lose his memories Mm -hmm. uh which is super sad like everything they do in these comics it's like this guy who's just super mad and super sad and super lied to and loses everything that he cares about issue he gets worse yeah and like they keep making it worse i thought it was gonna be sad when he was blown up like 10 issues ago yeah and it's getting so much worse now um yeah it's and so they they go they let them live He's sad. And then the side thing that's happening with Vukora, she goes back to the, uh, what are they? The unbroken clan. And she's like, she resigns her leadership. Cause like all the people are like rebelling against her or whatever. Like they're like, Oh, you're not the rightful heir. And then, so she's like, I resign my leadership. And then IG 88 shows up and is like, I am here to kill the grand master of the Vukora clan. And she's like, cool. That's him now. And he kills like everybody. <laughs> and it turns out like she hired IG 88. They killed, it looks like they killed most of the Unbroken Clan, and now she's kind of, like, free, finally. So now she's not General Vukora, she's just Vukora, or they are just Vukora, and no more Unbroken Clan, it looks like. Unless they just blew up everybody in the base, but I don't know what's happening yet. Yeah. All right, Dr. Afra. 
Afra has been possessed by the Spark Eternal. How do you feel about Ascendant technology, King Tom? Uh, it's an interesting idea, and I think you know I, they haven't done they haven't crossed a line with it yet. But I think there are ways they could. Um, I did kind of like the, the show. And, you know, we'll, we'll get to this the showdown mm-hmm. between um, the, the Spark possessed Afra and Vader. Yeah um that's it it seems like that's what they were building up to and and how they were able to use ascendant technology to mimic the dark side to open up the fermata cage yeah that's i think rad yeah i think it's being used here well i think they probably could use it again in the future because i don't see why it has to be limited to this time Mm -hmm. period but it seems to be one of those story elements they could very easily cross a line with that's fair I like the idea, and then I it like it kind of reminds me of the idea that Mandalorian armor is meant to mimic Jedi yeah. powers too. Like that's how they fight the you know like they have a blaster that can push. Like that's like then they have a rope that they can force grab, and they right. have armor that can stop lightsabers. You like, mm-hmm. you know, like I like that idea, and then I like the idea that the Ascendant are this cult of people who are not force sensitive that wanted to be Sith. Yes. Yeah. Like, and that's how they develop this technology. We get a lot of the backstory of the Ascendant. Um, Afra is possessed by the spark. Um, Sana, like all, she's fighting like all the people, which is like Sana and Kofan Ferris, but they're like escaping, but they're all caught by Bausch and delivered to Domina Tag, who is like, wants the Ascendant technology. Mm-hmm. Um and she's like, you know, she's about to send like Bausch and the UB's crew and be like, okay. And she's like, they're not going to get him. They're going to kill her and they're not going to get it. Like, and Sana convinces her, like, let us, like, I'll find people. I'll put together a team. We'll go get her. Cause like, we know how to fight. Like we can handle Afra. And so she gets like, she gets like all these, it's like almost like Afra's evil exes. Yep. <laughs> but it's like, it's like just anybody that Afra's close to. So it's, it's Sana. She goes and gets, uh. What is her name? Oh, no, I forgot everybody's name. I should have written this down. Uh, she gets Deda Yao, who is like in one of the, some of the beginning issues. Mm-hmm. She gets uh, the green girl, Eustasia. Eustasia, Eustasia something, who was like another student at the time at the bar left where they all went to school together. She gets, uh, and the big get is she gets Magna, you know, yep. Magna Tolvan back. She goes back to Magna, gets her. And then she also gets her father and Kofan Ferris, who is also another Afro ex. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, and Lucky and Ariel, you apparently have also made an alliance with Crimson Dawn. Like, I think against uh, Wynn Delphis or like the guy that they work for on on Canto Bite, which is like where they're stuck in this sort of servitude because mm-hmm. his brother owns money or owes them money or whatever. So they go to find Afra. Uh, the spark speaks with the archivist on the Vermilion, and they set a trap. Sana's team follows them. Uh, they get a lot of people killed, and but it's they think they're getting finding Afra, but it's not Afra. Afra left Triple Zero and BT, <laughs> so it's like a trap. But like Triple Zero and BT, it's like a vacation place because like Triple Zero has like a like a little vest and a scarf and like BT has a little hat. Like it's, I don't know why it just seems like they're droids with clothes and it's funny and they're on vacation and they're so depressed because they're like, we've been here forever. Just waiting for people to kill. Like, you know, 
Um, and they end up joining. Uh, what happens? No, let's see. Oh, Afra ends up taking her. But Afra, like right now, while she's possessed by the spark, she's like trapped inside her mind. Mm-hmm. But she's talking to Miral, which is the Chadrafan who created the spark, who is also trapped inside the spark. Mm-hmm. Or at least some simulacrum, simulacrum of the person who built the spark. Right. So like, but it's really cool because it's going through the history. It's like, this is what happened. This is what we did. This is how we came up with the technology. This is how we experienced. The Sith came. They attacked us. They killed us all. And like, that's what happened to us. Um, So there's a lot of really cool backstory about the Ascendant and like Mm -hmm. getting struck down by the Sith and all that. Um, But she's learning about the spark and all this stuff and trying to figure out like how to get out. Um, And then the spark finds... It reveals the, the Sith killer, which is, it's called a null blade. It's a blade of cortosis. And they were trying to like invent, it's like fragile, like the lightsaber will cut through it, but it will stop the lightsaber. Like the lightsaber will malfunction. You know, it shorts out sabers and like, this is how they were going to kill Sith. They now, never the succeeded. Cortosis in the EU didn't work that way, right? It, it did just break, blocked. but it did well, short thought, out lightsabers. Okay. For some reason, I thought it just blocked it. And I, I, it just felt different when they reintroduced it in that, um, that one Thrawn book. It felt alliances. different. Yeah, alliances. It, it, I'm pretty sure it shorted out because I think okay. it was. I think it was. I think it also had to do with purity. Because mm-hmm. it wasn't right. like cortosis. Cortosis alloy could, like, block, but then like pure cortosis would short out the blades or something. Like I'm trying to mm-hmm. think of a. Like I'm trying to think of specific examples. I might just be getting legends and canon confused, because Voss it, it, has a like an arm guard that he got from like Dooku or something in Legends, and yeah. he would use it when he fought, but it wouldn't short out the blades. Right, and it was all over the place in Legends. I think I feel like it's much more rare here. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's only showed up like I think it's showed up like you said in that Thrawn book. It showed up here. I can't even think of another. I can't think of a third thing. Yeah. So that's the end of our list. <laughs> uh, the murder droids join Sana. They head to the Vermilion to save Afra. The team, like they use the Ascendant tech to like incapacitate. They use the whip of sorrows and everything that like Kofan Ferris had. And they start to incapacitate Afra. But then basically every time they like use a weapon against the spark, like the spark coming into contact with Ascendant tech starts giving them control of the Ascendant tech. So, like, at first they're kind of winning, but then all of a sudden, like, the spark starts using all the weapons against them. Like, with uh, Ko's, like, forced little magnet gloves. Mm-hmm. She starts, like, using those to, like, throw Ko around because, like, now she has control over it. And the sword, as soon as they touch her with the blade, she can, like, force grab the blade and stuff like that. Because it's, like, all connected. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Magna... Uh, is able to make contact with Afra. She's like, she grabs the spark possessed Afra, and like with her electro tattoos, she's sort of able to like get into the mind and like see actual Afra in there. And while she's in there, Afra sort of like gives her the knowledge or whatever, like everything that she's learned in there to like try to, to like how to win. Mm-hmm. Um, so they start to escape. Ko Fon Ferris stays with Crimson Dawn. Because they're they decide they want to work with the uh, the archivist on the trap and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, the spark takes the droids and leaves. 
the Volt Cobra gets blown up, but everybody lives on the little escape pod and they're rescued by Just Lucky and Ariel. They end up back with Ronan Tag and Ronan is like, I want you guys to like work for me. And like, you guys are going to help me kill Domina. And they're like, no way. Like, you are not good at this. And you already got killed like three times. And then they're like, but this time, like with Crimson Dawn, like we are going to do this. And then they're like, that changes things. Okay, if you got Crimson Dawn on your side, then yes, we will work for you. Like, so they decide to join with Ronan Tag to bring down Domina. Afra hacks into the spark and ends up making a deal with the AI so they can like share. Cause Afra's like, well, I can help you and do so. Like they start to share control of the body. <laughs> um, Ko and the archivist prepare Kira's plan, which is the, uh, the, the Fermata cage and all that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Sana and all of her people, they start to attack Domina tag. They finally get up to the thing to, to fight Domina. Who's like, her people have been infiltrated by Crimson Dawn. So like she's even killing her own honor guard and stuff. <laughs> she's like, oh, it's a shame. My bodyguards like, well, I guess you like she's she's got Bausch in the crew. So she's like, you guys are going to have to do. It's just us. Like we're the only people we can trust right now. So it's like Domina and Bausch against like everybody else. Um, they finally get to Domina. Ronan is like, ah, finally, like the family will be mine and all this stuff. And like Sana brings it in and she's like, all right, cool. Is this everything you need, Domina? And Domina's like, yeah, we're good. And then she kills Ronan. And then she's like, oh, like you asked us to get you proof of Ronan's treachery. So we got Holocans. We got him attacking you. We got footage of him talking and detailing his plan of how he was trying to take control of the family thing. And now you killed him. So like, she's like, I want I want all of our debts wiped and a new ship. And Aphra's debt wiped too. And Domina's like, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> that's cool. Go ahead. Go do your thing. And I think she talks to Just Lucky at the end and she's like, ah, if you guys are looking for work, I pay very well. You know, so maybe that'll be something soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, that actually is a really cool scene. Like, I, I do like the introduction of Domina Tag <laughs> mm-hmm. into all this. Uh, so they go back. Afra finds this final piece of the spark that is going to like balance everything and like I don't know, stabilize the power or everything. And it has to do with the, uh, like in the memories of the spark, she's seeing the people and how they had to sacrifice, you know, remember they had to like blood sacrifice people and go through all these rituals. And I think part of it was like the original person, Miro sacrificed his like, uh, or her second in command or whatever. So like that is the last piece to like make the spark you know, balance the power and like whatever, get it stable or whatever they need. So now they all head to the Maxine station and most of this happens in hidden empire. That's when the Sith fight Vader comes, Palpatine comes huge battle, Crimson Dawn fleet, the Fermata cage opens. Vader is fighting the spark possessed Afra, and Vader. Like, uh, it's almost like Dr. Strange, like Vader punches the soul <laughs> out of yep. Afra or the spark out of Afra, And then her friends are able to save her, you know, in the hidden empire, you get that part of the story, but in the Afra, like her friends are able to save her and bring her back and free her. Yeah. Because it kind of does feel like it's glossed over in hidden empire. Yeah. Cause that's more about the Sith story. So like you get like what the big picture stuff and the Sith, but over here you really get them saving Afra. They escape, they all make it out. Um, Afra is confused and doesn't know how to deal with her feelings. So she has a real problem saying thank you. 
uh, to everybody that came and laid down their lives for her. She has like a scene with Magna. How she's like, look, you know, you always put yourself first and I'm always going to put the rebellion first. So this is never going to work. So bye. You know, and she gets her heart broken. And then Sana is also like, oh, that's why I did it. You know, just trying to help. Um, and Sana's like, you know, because I love you and everything. And she's like, oh, you love me? And she's like, yeah, but you, you know, you're never going to be able to like, you can't deal with that. So, you know, I'm going to, I think I got to go now, you know, for a while. So goodbye. Maybe look me up when you figure your shit out. <laughs> and so Sana leaves her too. And she's like very sad. There's a lot of romantic stuff. I believe uh, Lucky proposes to you, to Ariel you, with the, one of the cursed rings <laughs> from like the other, from the beginning issues. Right. And then I think, uh, who's the other one? Uh, like Deddy Yao makes out with Kofan Ferris. Like, so there's all kinds of like romantic stuff and it all ends with Afra later uh, looking for Luke. Which is going to lead into the, like the next little comics that seems to be happening, coming. Yeah, up. yeah. I think there are like two issues into that arc. Yeah, yeah. We're like we've already started, but like that's where all of that kind of goes. Afra team dynamics is amazing. Like yeah, everything about Afra comics, like all of the humor works, all of the chaos, in such a like different, random, crazy way. Even though there's a lot of force stuff in this, like most of the time it's just it's not that. But now this is this is a good series. I really like all the uh, corporate espionage that the tags are bringing in. Mm-hmm. Uh, that ends up in all-out war, which is, I don't know, should be realistic. When are you going to see, like, Bank of America, like, blowing up Wells Fargo? Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Finally, Hidden Empire Issues. Five-issue miniseries. Kira has the plan, and she has the Fermata Cage, and... She's like threatening Palpatine with it. Mm-hmm. So the Fermata Cage is this ancient Sith artifact that can trap Sith, dark side user, whatever you want to call it. So Sidious and Vader are like, oh no, they're going to relinquish the release another. Like the plan is to release a Sith and have to destroy them. Yeah. Right. And she got the idea from Maul. Right, right, and right. He had, I don't remember if they said he had tried opening it or if he just had the idea, but I really liked the way that they painted him as part of it from Kira's point of view. And then I think Palpatine references him twice, and he's like, yeah, Maul was an idiot. Yeah, yeah. He was like, I, you know, I had my, he had his uses, but that was it, you know? Right. I lost and I think he literally in... says he was an idiot. Yeah. He says something also like, you know, I lost interest in him pretty quickly or something like that. Right. Like very much about how he was tossed aside. That's yeah. really dope. Um, but it's also about how, um, like, because Maul knew, like, Maul kind of taught her everything he knew about the Sith. But with mm-hmm. the Archivist, I think they were able to put the pieces together. Because like you yeah. were saying, they steal the key from Vader's castle. And she's mm-hmm. like, you had this key the whole time, but none of you knew what to do with it. I did because yeah. we figured it out. It's to this thing, to this cage, you know. So they use the knights, like this thing, they need dark side power to open it. So they use the Knights of Ren. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's like draining the power from them. And they're not happy about that. No. Uh, and they're like trying, you know, it's a very much a like, we need more time. We need, and like the Star Destroyer is attacking the planet and 
Kira's like, I will buy you the time you need. And she like flies up, you know, the Crimson Dawn flagship, the Vermilion flies up and it like crashes into the Star Destroyer. So like she's dead. And mm-hmm. they're like, oh, they're like the cage doesn't open. The the knights are drained. They fail. And they're also like, we're done. This sucks. <laughs> like the yep. knights of Ren quit. And they're like, okay, well, at least that's done. Uh, Ko, uh, Kofan Ferris and the archivist like escape with the Fermata cage. Mm-hmm. And the uh, it's like Chanath Cha and the orphans help them gather everything and escape. And so like the, but like, Kira's not dead. Like she faked her death and now they're like, okay, like you go through the thing and we need to. And she, she has a whole separate spare fleet and yes. army and everything. Yes. So, and, but like the, for the moment, the, 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 the Sith is like, oh, that was close. Good thing we did that. Yep. Hey Vader. And cool. Yeah. Uh, so they, they're trying to open the cage cause they failed to open it with the Knights of Ren. So they like take it to another planet, and but as soon as they start using it, like they send that shock wave of dark side force energy or whatever through the galaxy. And as soon as they start using it, the Sith feel the disturbance in the force, and they're like, "Oh, let's go get him." And Luke uh, and Yoda do too. Yeah, Luke and Yoda do, like it. It goes across all. In fact, in the Bounty Hunter comics, Zuckus mm-hmm. feels it. Oh, and Zuckus has like a little weird flashback too. Mm-hmm. I kind of skipped over that, but it's kind of cute. Uh. So it like does like affect everything else going on. Uh, let's see the Sith prepare, and I'm st- I'm still I'm not clear on maybe this will become clear. Like when Vader starts to lose his powers, I'm not clear it's because after the Fermata Cage, like after all of this, or is it because of the shockwave, or is it because like in the Vader comics they make it seem like uh, Sabe keeps trying to like reach Anakin inside vader and like opening that door to the past is really what's like setting him off specifically i thought it was the shockwave because didn't it affect luke too yeah it did it affected everybody but i don't oh yeah because luke also is kind of like his powers are going in and out right because right now we're in the like the next series that's starting that we'll probably talk about next time vader is kind of like like it's like his powers like he can't control them yeah so it's almost like the opposite like luke is like like his is going in and out like off mm-hmm. whereas vader's is just like uncontrolled right unless he's holding a giant q-tip <laughs> yes it's very it's a focusing q-tip King Dom. <laughs> we all know about these things yeah the archivist and kofan ferris are like ah yes the q-tip of darth momin or whatever <laughs> yeah <sighs> oh and that's another thing they said um palpatine said that he, i think his words were the the person who designed your castle created this so yep. who is moment yeah yeah so it was yeah. moment uh like so and that's kind of cool because i just first of all it's cool to see moment pop up again and then second of all i just like the idea that he was like creating all these crazy artifacts that did cool things yeah including a castle to try to like uh rip apart the scene between the living force and the death right uh let's see uh so the as soon as they start to activate the fermata cage the Sith feel it and are like, let's go. Uh, Chanath Chan, and the orphans are trying to hold off Vader while the archivists and uh, they, everybody escapes. Vader, like Chanath Cha's backstory in the Vader, other Vader series, like you, she's got this grudge against Vader who killed her family. Mm-hmm. And there's a really, really cool line. Like Vader kills them and it's really bad. 
And as like this, all this stuff is kind of happening, Kira keeps having a lot of conversations with Kadalia and she's like, this is what we have to do. We have to bring this, uh, the, all of these people, all of these things. I have these plans because this is what we're here for. And then she keeps saying like, now Chana Cha fights for me because of this. She was fighting for her grudge. Like Chana Cha thought she was the hero of her story, but she was really just a pawn in mine. Yeah. I was like, ah, oh, dude. And it's, it's, especially as, you know, Chanath Chop facing Vader, she's like, you know, you killed this person and this person on this planet, and they were my parents, and I've been doing this. And and then just to have Kira say that, you know, a few panels later, it's yeah heartbreaking in a way. But also it reminded me of, is it when um that first crossover they did when Vader faces down Luke and Luke's like, you killed my father and Vader's like, I've killed many fathers. Yeah. It reminded me of that. Like Vader's like, okay, here's another fool coming to me with the same line. I killed their parents. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's fair. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's good. I just, I thought that was cool. There's a lot of really yeah. good dialogue in here. You go. The, Charles yes. Sewell. Yeah. Um, and a lot of it is just tying back to other stuff. Yeah. Especially yeah. that he's done. Oh yeah, and especially if you think about that, like he did the uh, the Vader run, like that's yep. her origin story, and mm-hmm. then she also pops up in those Lando comics. And I think that came that came first. That came first. Our yeah, real real world time. Right, yeah. right. So like that was when we first met this bounty hunter, mm-hmm. you know, and, and then the to find out her backstory, and then now for her to pop up here, and also part of the crew, uh, like they're all these. They're called Chan of Cha and the Orphans, and they have, like, a droid that can, like, almost blow up. And then they have, uh, oh, what's the name? Amara Vex from the Star Wars Hunters game that mm-hmm. released somewhere but not here. Yeah. Uh, I'm still Supposedly. waiting. I read a book. <laughs> it's, a, it's a pretty decent book. And Amara Vex is in the book, and I like Amara Vex's character so far. People in other countries come. They get to play games. Mm-hmm. Or if they went to Celebration. Yeah. Axel said it was fun. It looked all right. I can't think. Look, I don't think I could have a bad time being two Jawas that stand on top of each other's shoulders. <laughs> yes. Come on. That's a that's an excellent point. You know, counterpoint: two Jawas on top of each other's <laughs> shoulders. Uh, let's see. Okay, so uh, uh, they escape. Vader kills Cha. So like like through the series, every time they like do something, they're loot. Like she lost a bunch of she lost her flagship. Yep. She lost this. Now she lost Chanath Cha. The 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 the, uh, the knights. The knights quit. Um. Co and the archivist head to the Maxine Station, which those of us who know the Maxine Station from everything else that Charles Soule has done, mm-hmm. and Claudia Gray. And Claudia Gray, times. yeah, yeah, good times. Uh, um, can I can I make a small slight detour because I think you're the one other person who would get this um, like in that Claudia Gray book. The Maxine Station has what the three statues that hold back the dark side. Yes, that really reminded me a lot of Final Fantasy VI. Oh, I love it! Yes, I don't remember right. the name of the statues. I don't either, but it's like the same exact yeah. idea. It's like the it, the goddess. The the one of them was the goddess. Yeah. <laughs> And and then but yeah. You, yeah yeah you have um yeah Kefka and, moving them around yeah. and unleashing the Dengar on the galaxy mm-hmm. making the island float and everything you've ruined it all Kefka <laughs> uh, yeah uh, that's a good point I like that and I like that because they're also the same thing like in the uh, in Final Fantasy VI they're not like three identical statues there's it's the, the goddess and the this and the that I can't yeah. remember what the name are 
you know, and then in the same thing, like, I don't even remember the name of these three statues, but it was like, remember there was one that was like a goddess, one that looked like an insect and like there, there are three different yeah, statues as were well. Very different. Um, the art of the statues is in some, it's in the high Republic adventures, like yeah. wave phase one. Cause they have little things mm-hmm. that is like, Hey, Jedi Intel. Here's such and such as lightsaber. Here's this. Yep. Here's the Maxine Stature, uh, station had these statues. I like it. I love it. So is this is this before Snoke takes over the station? You think it has to be because nobody's there, right? Yeah. Um, and all those skeletons were there when he was there. Oh yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do like there's in the, so they so they get there. They 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 go to the arc the Maxine station. Crimson Dawn unleashes the entire fleet, which is like, you know, bigger than the end of Mandalorian season three. Yep. But like that kind of idea, like all the secret stuff, everybody, like she's got an army and they're ready to go. Vader and Sidious arrive, see the fleet. They have their fleet and it's like a huge space battle. Um, so Vader and Sidious straight up get up, get onto the station and they're like, Sidious does the like, no survivors thing. Yeah. It's been too long since I've used a lightsaber. Yeah. So that's great. They go, they fight their way. That's where Vader fights Aphra, detaches her soul from the spark. Um, and they fight their way back to the cage. Mm-hmm. So like they're, the thing is that like, they're trying to stop this Sith from escaping the cage yeah. and destroying them. And Kira's plan is to release this Sith that can destroy these Sith and like, haha. But what really happens is the cage is empty and Kira's plans is to trap them inside. Like they're going up to the cage to try to defeat whatever comes out, but they're really just, she's trying to trap. It's a trap. It's a trap. Weird, like hockey puck coin things fly out. Yeah. I don't know what they are, but they seem to like trap like it. And Yeah. It's all then it generated some force field. Ray shields, we should be smarter than this. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and that's when they realize it's a trap. Because they're like, right. oh no, oh no. Um, and then, okay, well, I'll say this. At, go ahead. In, yeah, it's a few steps later. Oh, you're going to save it. Okay. Uh, yeah. That, we're on the cusp. We were this close, King Tom. Yep. Yep. <laughs> uh, the Knights of Ren show up. And I didn't know how this was going to go at first. I was like, oh, like. Finally, they're, and they're like, hey, like, we're always hiding from the Sith. Let's help them. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. they. That's a great idea. They destroy the, like, thing that, like, they shoot down the Fermata cage and the little things or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so, like, they free, like, they they ruin the plan. So it, it looked like the way it was drawn. The mm-hmm. coins are what, you know, the, the force field dissipated. The coins were being sucked back in. But right before they did. I may be misinterpreting it, mm-hmm. but it looked like the Spark Eternal jumped into the coins and into the cage. Hmm. I don't remember what happened to the Spark Eternal. Maybe you're right. Yeah. I think it was discorporated from Afra, yeah. and then it looked like it showed up right there and jumped into the cage. Gotcha. Gotcha. I missed that, but I like it. So the thing closes. Kira's entire fleet is destroyed. She's lost everything. Like, and... She basically everything she has left, like she leaves, uh, she leaves Cadelia, the heir, to you know, unbroken clan and and uh, something else. 
to those two crime syndicates as she's talking to her throat the whole time. She's like, this is it. I'm probably not going to make it out. I'm leaving you everything, everything, you know, take all these resources. You can go find a new life or you can, you can do whatever you want, but I've and tried you have to, a choice. I never had. Yeah. You're, I'm giving you the choice that I never had. That's really cool. Yeah. And um, just backtrack just two seconds. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The Knights of Ren, you know, they're like, Hey, we saved you. And Sidious is like, you know, he just welcomes them and thanks them with a, big old bolt of force yeah lightning. yeah he does the and thing he's, like, he's like, like no mercy yep you'll work you'll if those of you who survive because it makes it seem like it's killed he's killed at least one of them uh those of you who survived will will work for me now yeah yeah i i like that origin story yeah um yeah especially going back to like we've seen them pop up a few times and it's just like mm-hmm. they're always just like at a bar drinking somewhere and torturing a town right <laughs> you know so like now that they're you know, now we get to the part where, like, they do work for, you know, and eventually we know they end up working for Snoke or whoever, mm-hmm. Kylo, whatever. Um, yeah. Uh, Kira gives everything to Cadelia and gives her the choice to do whatever. The people listening to this story, there's like these hood throughout the things, like they're watching the archivist's hollow of the story. Mm-hmm. And and it started the last series. Yeah. It but start, it was inconsistent. Yeah. yeah. And you didn't really see what it was. It was two hooded figures and everybody was like, well, what if it is, you know, whatever it's Luke and Leia. Mm-hmm. I love that. I don't know yeah. when it takes place. I still love it. Mm-hmm. Like, I hope this takes place when they're exploring or she, he's teaching, he's training her somehow or who knows what, but I don't know where it's placed yet. I just really like the idea that they're learning together about things. Yeah. That's really cool. And then it's also like for all it seems like Kira died, although like from the looks of it, it looks like Kira escapes. Like you see her take off on her ship, see everything go to hell and fail. The only thing left is the message to Cadelia and she has nothing. But like it also doesn't look like she dies. But although in the story, it sounds like she died. And the whole thing is like, well, she did everything she could to try to destroy the Sith. Uh, you know, and like Luke and Lair, like, well, if only she could, it would have been nice for her to know that, like, we did eventually win. And then, mm-hmm. like, the, like, last little epilogue is, you know, some, you know, cantina somewhere on the edge of somewhere. And people are celebrating seeing that, like, the, like almost like the in the Mandalorian when a Cobb Vanth is in the bar and they're watching the little holo of the Death Star being destroyed. Yeah. And you see in the back corner, it looks like a hooded Kira, like, you know, sipping at a drink. Mm-hmm. Um, that was cool. It, it was. It was that that she was the, and like they. I think they it was. I don't remember if it was them or the the archivist who said you know if they had, if she had trusted people, if she had trusted them and not used them, mm-hmm. then she would have been around for that because she didn't know that Kira was still alive. But right, right, yeah. right. Yeah. So like everybody thinks she's dead, and like she basically like it looks like she's still in hiding or who knows what. But I like that they didn't kill her. Mm-hmm. Like, I like the fact that she's still around, maybe. Yeah. I, like, for the character, I like that maybe she did get that revenge against the Sith, finally. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. And I think a lot of people expected her to die. Yeah. As far back as War of the Bounty Hunters, when they said, this is going to be her trilogy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was, it, everything looked like it was going that way. Like yeah. the story is being told to you and then like, this is a tragedy. <laughs> like right. the opening, like the archivist's first lines are like, this is Kira's story. It's a tragedy. Mm-hmm. Oh no. I know what happens in those. 
Yeah. I took English class. Um, yeah. Great trilogy. Like, all together, like, War of the Bounty Hunters, Crimson Reign, and Hidden Empire. I mm-hmm. love the story. I love all the chaos. Oh, there's even a scene in here somewhere where, uh, like, because this sort of started, like, upending and unbalancing the underworld. So you have the pikes and all the, like, crime syndicates are fighting each other now. Mm-hmm. And there's one part where there's, like, you know, the emperor being like, you guys are all fighting for your favor, for my favor. Stop it. Or yeah. I'll kill all of you. <laughs> and they're all like, fine, I guess. Mm-hmm. So uh, I do like that there is a little bit of that, like them trying to deal with the ramifications of all of this. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So that's it. Man. I, lo- I-, I love the way they used Kira. Uh, yeah. I think she's very... You know, you wanted her to succeed. You didn't know she wouldn't, but you right. could also see why the characters in in the story had a problem with her. Yeah, yeah, and that like that makes sense. Like she and I, I, I hope, you know, I hope we get a little more insight. Like with uh, you know, EK's releasing a book soon, Crimson Climb, mm. and I'm pretty sure it's going to be more about the time between, like in the solo movie, between when like Solo escapes Corellia and she doesn't. And mm-hmm. probably when he meets her again later in the movie. So I think it's more about that time than after all of that, you know, her with Darth Maul. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Formerly Darth. Now just yeah. Maul. Uh, but I still like the idea of learning more about the character and like how, you know, she is a very, she's, she's a survivor, dude. Mm-hmm. Like that. I love that part of her. Like even in Solo, like that's very clear. And I love that they took that character and ran with it. Um, yeah. And I also like, like I said, in universe, I like that she lived. And then also out of universe, I like the idea that, you know, if they ever decide to bring the actress back and put her in something, she's around. You know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I, I just, uh, everything's going crazy. That's all done. And now we're getting <laughs> evil droids, probably. So let's see how that goes. And I'm guessing we're pretty close to Return of the Jedi. I think so. Yeah. Uh, what you excited about lately? Anything else coming up in comics you're excited about? Um, I, you know, I want to see how they, however more story they have to tell between now and Jedi. Um, yeah. You know, but before, what was it 2020? Uh, the Between Empire and Jedi story um, it was this, you know, that, that was the time period I wanted them to explore the most. Right, and right. we finally gotten that. Um, I would really like something, you know, I'd, I'd like some catalyst type stuff about the second death star Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. because, you know, we don't know how much, um, you know, how far back they were planning it or who right. built it or anything like that really. Uh, and, and I don't want them retelling catalyst, but I, I, I'd like to know some of that information, mm-hmm. but I'm really looking forward to seeing how they transition from here to Jedi. And then what's next. Yeah. I, I definitely yeah. think like, I think I am eager to move on to the next, like back then when the comics first started releasing, I was like, Oh, let's, can we get after empire strikes back? Now we're here. You're right. Mm-hmm. Now it's getting nice and explored. I hope that we can move out of here and into after return of the Jedi. Yeah. Cause I think that, that's like a logical next step. And I think also now that, you know, things are a little more solidified with the Mandalorian and whatever else is coming out. I think that could be a really fun place to play. And, uh, 
I, I feel like you would have a little more freedom, even though I feel like we're getting a lot of very interesting things. We're getting a full bounty hunter war, evil droids, people going to the old Jedi temples that are we're in the High Republic. So we're getting a lot, like even though they have to kind of fit it all in between these two movies. Mm-hmm. But I feel like we have a lot more. To, you know, Mandalorian is like another five years, so we do yeah. have a lot more time to play with. And I would like to see, you know, like if I just think logically, you know, what do we got? We got bounty hunters, uh, Afra, Vader, and. Star Wars. The main line, yeah. So if we, you know, delete Vader, so we're going to have Star Wars, in theory, Bounty Hunters, and Aphra, which I think could still tell some very interesting stories. I feel like, though, they... I think they feel like they're going to have to have a Vader series. Yeah, but Vader... Because they've always... Since Marvel got the the license, they've always had something Vader. But I mean, I don't he, think they yeah. should, but I'm sorry. sorry. <laughs> we got three Vader series, but no, you're right. I understand what you're saying, but I'm just like, look, like we got, like we got like Vader series move around in time. We got one yeah. between, I mean, we got the two that were like the concurrent ones, but we also got that Sewell one that jumped back to right after Revenge of the Sith. Right. Maybe we could get a Vader series that takes place more towards Obi-Wan Kenobi or something. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. we could still have a lot of fun with a Vader series in that intervening 20 years, probably if they insist on having another Vader series Yeah. or maybe they could do something completely different and just be like, Hey, uh, it's, I don't know, like whatever. Acolytes of the beyond hunting for Vader relics Acolytes of the beyond the series, Knights of Ren, the series. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I think you could move away from Vader. I might even. Be like, let's go with somebody else. Let's go with like a Dooku series or something or a Maul series. I'd be good with that. You know? Yeah. But I yeah, think, I think they, I, I, I've really enjoyed all of the Vader series, but I think they need to move on. Yeah. Yeah. I like, or give I, it a rest. I always like them just fine. And like some of them are better than others. Like the Sewell run was very excellent. Yeah. And that was, no, I guess that was the second one, right? I think so. Yeah. But it was like, I was like, oh, we just had a Vader series. Do we need another one? And then I was like, oh, this is really good. Okay. But I also just like, like, give us something else. Like, give me, you know, maybe instead of a Vader series, we can have a Hidden Path series or something like that. And I, I mm-hmm. you know, I know I'm barking up the same old tree over and over again. But while I look forward to things moving, I, either way, my point is, I look forward to things moving after Return of the Jedi and yeah. getting some New Republic era comics. Yeah. Um, and that, I think, could be very interesting. And uh, I'm also curious to see if we ever start exploring the sequel era a little bit more. Maybe when those things start to become a little more solidified. Because mm-hmm. um, I do like I did like the Poe series. Yeah, but I, think, I thought that was excellent. Yeah, but I think even coming at it from a little more... Because like it was so much just all about Poe. Maybe it could be a little more wider. Maybe it could be like the Rebellion or what. You know what I mean? Like, I think right. we could do... I think we could explore more than just the pilots, you know? Um, so I don't know. I think there's a lot of stuff. And then also freeing up Mandalorians. Like maybe we can get a Mandalorian series, like not the Mandalorian, not like, the ad- adaptation. Yeah. Cause they're, they're also doing an adaptation. Oh, of Obi-Wan. Are. Right. Right. That's right. But I think even just like Mandalorians in general, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. I mean, I would take random one shots. You know, boom, Fen Rao, the Mandalorian, Sabine Wren, the Mandalorian. You know what I mean? Like, and you just have all these issues. Give me Django Fett. That's that's what I want. 
Give me a Django Fett comic that talks about the Mandalorian Civil War. Boom. Sold. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm shooting for. I'd like that. Mm -hmm. All right. Any other dreams and wishes? (laughs) (laughs) How long do you have? Yeah, right. Well, let's put together our our Lucasfilm pitch. So, me and King Tom have been talking. Uh, Let me direct you to slide A. Good times. Uh, so that's what's been going on in comics lately. That's not the High Republic or Han Solo and Chewbacca. What else is running? Yoda. Um, Mando adaptation. Mando adaptation. Uh, Vader black, white, and, or black, and black white, white, and red, red. whatever. Red, black, and white. Those yeah. colors. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, where can people find you, King Tom? Uh, on Twitter and Blue Sky at Tom Chansky and weekly on the Sithless podcast. Yeah. And you can find us at theroguerebels.com, everywhere at The Rogue Rebels, except Twitter, where we are Rogue Rebels fam. Make sure you're following. Make sure you're subscribed. Come check out my Canaan outfits on Twitch. Rogue Rebels on Twitch. And uh, that's about it. We'll catch up with more comics later. Thank you, King Tom. Thanks always, Hal. As always. Oh,